Welcome to Crowdy in the Garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Wolf. It's Kickstart, and it's still May. Yeah, still here. Yeah, we're still here. I hope you're enjoying our, all the shows that we've been putting out there. Small Soldiers last week. Right. Yeah, man. So that was a that was a fun episode. That was a movie. Uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, I don't know when I would have revisited it again. I hadn't seen it in a while. I mean, I saw it a whole bunch, like I said, during the episode when it came out, uh, cable-wise. And my dad loved it. But uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time. But man, yeah, it was fun. It was a nice revisit. For sure. And we had something that happened which we thought was curious is that we made a comment to Matt Winston, who's now, you know, part of the team that's heading up legacy effects, formerly Stan Winston studios who handled the puppets that you see in small soldiers. Well, Stan Winston school's Instagram account just randomly posted of a, a, a picture and asking everybody, Hey, which one of these figures would you take in the fourth? The photograph had a picture of the Gorgon Knight in a package and Chip Hazard, Tommy Lee Jones' character in his package. And I thought that's oddly timed, right? Go again. You took, you took hits. Go again. Oh, jeez. And them? Was it? Oh, my gosh, dude. It's like Robot Central if I hear anything from you. <laughs> it's the black hole. Oh my gosh. It's never been this bad before. Speaking of things, boom, the black hole. Oh my God. Seriously, it's the first time I've heard more than three words put together at the last two minutes you've talked. Oh my God. Yeah, man. It's quality internet today. Uh, one of these days, we're just going to do this in person again. Yeah, it seems like. Good Lord. I'm going to totally leave it as is. <laughs> anyway, so we were talking about the small soldiers posting <laughs> that Stan Winston school put up. And again, I, I'm hoping, I'm excited about the idea that maybe somebody over there heard our episode and was just prompted to post those photos because, you know, we love the shit out of that movie and their work in it is fucking fantastic. And really, if you are, you guys are listening to us, follow us on our Twitter account. It's at Karate Pod because... DM us because we'd love to have somebody on the show, especially Matt or any of the artists there. Yeah, man. I don't think anybody that was still involved with Stan Winston Studios at the time is still with the company. Yeah, Rose and Grant isn't there anymore, no. <laughs> you went all Rosie ro Robot on his <laughs> Rosie the Robot. Holy shit. <laughs> make, me a, make me poached eggs. I'll I'll just send I'll just send you a text. <laughs> just let the robot play it back. I'll tell you what he probably said. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, anyway, Stan. Anybody at Stan Winston Studios, aka Legacy Studio, please reach out to us at Karate Pod on Twitter. It'd be awesome. Going forward uh, for Kickstarter this week, we're jumping. We are looking at some cool stuff on the on the 18th, which is tomorrow, but. We looked ahead to the 25th, and honestly, if we printed up a poster of what's out on the 25th and blindly threw darts at it, three darts or four darts, two darts each. You can't lose. You, you just can't. <laughs> can't lose. I'm not going to even, I don't know. what. Okay, you go first, man. 
and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, I was going to, you know, tie it in there. We spoke about uh, Joe Dante and Shout Factory and man, what's happening on the 25th. We're getting the Explorers finally. Yay. Yes. When we first had about, heard about Explorers coming out, we were excited because I think they were going to put the TV cut on there too, right? There's a, the home video and theatrical cut of the film. Right. Story of the Explorers, new interviews with uh, Joe Dante, Eric Luke, the screenwriter, and Ethan Hawke, and more. I don't know who more is, but hey, I'm excited to find <laughs> out. Yeah, this is also being produced by the same team that did that amazing Event Horizon for Shout and um, a lot of their really good stuff, including Matinee as well as The Burbs, which we touted quite a bit last week during Small Soldiers. Yeah, dude, I've been super excited about this. And at this, we talked about Small Soldiers being such a uh, an underviewed movie by the general public or Joe's movies go. This is another one I feel like it's under the radar. And also it's 1985, right? <laughs> Right. 1985. Yes, it is indeed our favorite year. Yeah. We can't talk about a movie unless it's from 1985. Anyway, that was a super exciting one. That's out on the 25th, but you know, so know what's on the 25th. It came out five years earlier. That 4k, the final countdown is finally coming out. That'll be a good one, man. I'm very excited. Well, I think we talked about this when we first got announced. I, I think I said at the time, this is the first movie that I really got to experience time travel with. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's because it's at least four years, four or five years before Terminator. And I, right. this. I was 10. I remember seeing it at the yeah. drive-in. <laughs> I saw it at the Larwin Twin Theater. I'm, I was just trying to guess what the, uh, I was trying to guess what that would have led us, because I don't think my dad would have been, hey, let's go see the final countdown. So I'm trying to remember what on earth this could have been paired with at the drive-in. I think my dad was probably, you know, a 12 pack in by the time this movie came out. <laughs> well, you know, when I saw this movie in the theater, I had no idea it was about time travel, which I thought was kind of interesting, which was like, whoa, and it really blew me away, especially the, the, the climax of the movie. Well, you know what I'm excited for is the fact that they've, um, that they actually used Europe's song, the final countdown over the opening credits in this cut. Did they really? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Here's the thing that's exciting, by the way. The review for this on Blu-ray.com is already up. And the 4K review and the 2K review for video quality is five out of five. That is all you need to know. Boom. Wow. Audio, five out of five. Yeah, these screen captures they got on there, uh, man, this looks fantastic, dude. Especially when the when the ship goes right. into the when it's going into the portal, Woof. man. Yeah, and if you're not logged in, you're only seeing the 720 version. But if you've logged in, you, you see the 1080 version, and it's even more amazing. It's really just gorgeous. So yeah, dude, I'm super excited by it. It's pricey. It's just like it is a sixty dollar thing, but this is what we talked about before when it first got announced. This is Blue Underground. Definitely one of the smaller boutiques, but it comes with the with the 4K, the standard Blu-ray, and it comes with the CD of the soundtrack, which is didn't very unusual. So you are really getting a lot for your $47 street price. Oh yeah, man. And if you're a fan of this movie, this is the best way you're ever going to get it. For sure. And without getting details, I mean, we'll get some more details of other things out this month, but dude, I'm telling you, man, the 18th, which is tomorrow. And then the 25th, which is what we're kind of focusing on it. Dude, Shout Factory is going fucking bonkers. Right. We're getting the hand on, on the 25th. 
directed and written by Oliver Stone. Excuse me. I think it was like, was that his first movie? Uh, first screenplay, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, did Stone direct this? Yeah. I think it was his first movie he directed. Good Lord. Yeah. No wonder it's so fucked up. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think it's just the first, his first feature that he directed. Oh no, I take it back. He did Seizure. And then he did the hand. So he did, unless seizure was something we did in film school. Was it? No, no, no. It was a feature film. Yeah. Wow. Weird. I've never seen that before. Canadian American comedy horror. Can you imagine Oliver Stone writing something with comedy in it? I mean, I was going to say everything he writes has comedy in it, doesn't it? I mean, (laughs) dude, look at Scarface. There's some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. So, I mean, seizure in 74. So, but 81 is, is the hand. That's the, I mean, that's his first American directorial debut but yeah he had been he'd been a writer prior to that you know with with midnight express which was obviously a little bit of an oscar and awards darling that that gave him the keys to the director's car to midnight express yeah yeah and then got and he got the hand and then he then he co-wrote conan the barbarian with milius and yeah so it's good stuff from that point on on and off he was he's a very sporadic i always felt his writing was good i just think sometimes he gets a little nutty with his directing (laughs) I would say I enjoy most of his movies up until like, uh, uh, you know, maybe U-Turn is the last one I can remember. I actually, so I don't know. I've seen much after U-Turn, but you know, I enjoy most of them. Some of them way more than others and some of them for different reasons than I'm probably supposed to. Right. There was a stretch where he made, dude, I mean, I really love Platoon, Salvador, Born on the Fourth of July, you know, a yeah. lot of those. I didn't, there's, But there's other ones in there I don't enjoy. I do like The Doors, I think. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to, I haven't, I haven't seen it in what? a long time. I remember thinking Val Kilmer, it was a really awesome performance, but I'm not a big Doors fan. Yep. So, but I did like the world that they created in the movie. Maybe I like the right. movie more than I like the band. I I thought he had a, a, a nice one-two punch with the Doors and JFK in the same year. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, but I think, but I really think that I'm with you there. I think I lean harder on my enjoyment of the Doors movie because of Val's performance. Yeah. And everybody else is good in it too. But I mean, he's really like, like if you, if you ask me like for Val Kilmer's best performance, I know everybody fucking, you know, slobbers all over Tombstone, but I would go, I would go with the Doors, man. <laughs> because uh, yeah. like I said, not a Doors fan, but I'm a Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison fan. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and his performance is great. Yeah. And I, and I, and the reason why I would lean harder on that, because it, Tombstone, like we talked about, isn't necessarily our favorite, you know, version of Wyatt Earp. Right. Um, but in his, and, and most, for overall, most of the performances in Tombstone are fine. It's just, you know, we're not fans of the movie necessarily, but that's an ensemble thing. Even though this is the doors and it's kind of a loose ensemble, he's still the star of the movie. It's really, it really should be called the Jim Morrison story because that's what it is. Right. But yeah, Val fucking shreds in it. He's amazing in it. But talk radio is another one that I really like from Oliver. And I Dude. just think, I think Bogosian is so, that was my first exposure to, to Eric, Eric Bogosian. Yeah, for sure. Uh, talk radio fits in that, that great run. Right. And I've, and I really feel like, cause I, I was aware of Eric's work in his one man show that this is a, you know, a film adaptation of. And so when I finally got around to seeing it, I was, and that was my anticipation, you know, it was hotly anticipated just for that. And I mean, fuck dude, I, I became an Eric Bogosian fan instantly. And I'd really think that he, he does some really challenging roles sometimes, which I think is impressive that he goes, he doesn't go for the obvious stuff, but he has his unique 
a unique acting style. So he doesn't, he's not just going to get cast in anything anyway. So sometimes his pickiness isn't necessarily tied to his choices. Sometimes it's casting directors and such, but no, I thought, I thought the hand was the first time I got to see like Michael Caine in a way that I hadn't seen him before. Yeah. And I'm with you. I mean, what else is like going nutty that, that day? You will also being released on the 25th is the Euro crypt of Christopher Lee collection from Severin. Dude, Severin's another one. Yeah, we're we're mentioning we're mentioning shout here, but we've mentioned the low in the the more specific and and niche um, boutique shops like we did with Blue Underground, and now you're mentioning Severin. Severin, fuck, dude. Every time we mention Severin, dude, it's always something like fuck yeah, dude. This is a this set, dude. This these are some deep cuts in the Christopher Lee collection. I mean, just look at the just look at the the love and care into each one of these discs. I'm super excited by this, dude. I had no idea. And again, Severin, just like with Blue Underground. You're getting a CD with this too. Fucking bitching, dude. Yeah. It's a worth the price of admission. The list price on it's $150, um, but it streets for $120 on Amazon and most other places are probably selling it for that. So if you went to like a uh, you know, deep discount DVD, it's probably about the same. Yeah. But again, Severin is another one of those companies, man, that just delivers some badass stuff. That same day, they're also putting out, uh, Grizzly is also coming out. Yep. They're, they're very particular. They always release a lot of Italian. Euro. Some of them can, can get a little nutty, like um, <laughs> Perdita Durango, the awesome movie <laughs> with Javier Bardem and, and Rosie Perez, right? Uh, bingo. Yeah, that silly movie is actually on Shutter right now, and I, I just added it to my, my list last night. But the Blu-ray on that silly thing is pretty good. That's actually just came out this last March. It got a solid four and a half out of five on Blu-ray. That's my point is even a movie that's from 1997 – Severin, Blue Underground, Imprint. These guys really just showed just as much love and care and juice being thrown in these packages as Shout does, as Arrow does. And it's impressive. So there's another one of those guys. Don't buy from Amazon, damn it. Buy from Direct if you can buy Direct. Yeah, exactly. Also, I was going to say, what would a what would a big release day be without a couple of fun things from our friends at Kino? <laughs> My pick from the 25th from Kino uh, this time around is uh, Night of the Following Day, uh, starring Marlon Brando, Richard Boone, Rita Moreno, and Pamela Franklin, uh, which is a, this is weird, man. It's from the B-side of Brando. This is like late 60s, mid to late 60s Brando, uh, you know, when he's off the reservation, so to speak, doing these crazy, weird, uh, non-studio <laughs> movies. And this, from Kino, it's got a, it's got a, um, uh, a new audio commentary, uh, track on it from tim lucas trailers from hell with joe dante uh doing his uh doing his trailer commentary for this which is a really funny trailer theatrical trailer really remastered in hd and then it's got uh, your english subtitles for the main feature not enough but still it's a fun movie and it's definitely going to be an upgrade from the uh from the universal uh dvd release from around 2000 i believe came in a box set with uh, the ugly American, I think, and a couple other, right. uh, you know, B-side <laughs> Brandos. Yeah. If you've gotten your tax return back, man, this is the 25th is going to do you in. Because <laughs> we can keep going. Yeah. And I'm going to keep going. You know what? I, I'm going to give you something that doesn't come out on the 25th, but it comes out that week. And that is on May, May 28th. Vinegar Syndrome is putting out Surf 2. Right. <laughs> God, I love Surf 2. 
Young Eric Stoltz. People are talking a lot on, on, on Twitter about this. And a lot of people aren't old enough to remember this movie when it came out on VHS. We are. And to know that the joke is that there, the joke is there is no surf one. Right. <laughs> I can't tell you when I was working at the local video store, Alamo video and see me where people were always asking me, Hey, do you want surf? Would you have a copy of surf? Dude. I go, what surf? No, the dude, that's the gag, man. There is no surf. <laughs> right. Me too. Same thing. Hey, do you have the, do you have the uh, first one? The first what? Surf two? surf. The, no, there isn't. There's no such thing. There is no surf. Just surf two. Right. And to think that this is the movie that catapulted uh, Eric Stoltz into getting that part for uh, Back to the Future. I think he, uh, no, I think he got, I think he got surf two because of Fast Times. Well, probably. Because Fast Times is his first, Fast Times is his first, uh, his first gig. Right. What I, but I'm getting at is like, yeah, it probably led to this since he's kind of playing the same character with more, with more lines. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. It's funny, man. Uh, I just watched the, all the, loaded extras on this criterion. I forgot Stoltz didn't have, there, there, there were no surf buds. Uh, they got added because it, everybody was so good in the auditions that they added him and Anthony Edwards and just gave Spicoli two friends because they both auditioned and nailed Spicoli, but they could, you know, Penn was the guy, but these other guys were so good. They just couldn't, you know, they couldn't just let him go. So they surf bud one and surf bud two. Yeah. And if correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Nicholas Cage actually have lines on the TV version? He does. Yeah. Yep. See, there's your reason right there to buy that Criterion. <laughs> also, you know, it's funny, dude, because they the studio really wanted uh, Cage to be Brad. Dude. The brother. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> Which is why he got Valley Girl. Yeah, totally. So crazy, dude. You're wild. <laughs> this episode's going to be so short. <laughs> I love it. I've never experienced this many issues. No, I know. One more for the 25th is Ridiculous Rogues, Don't Look Back. What was it called again? Starring Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Don't Look Back. Oh starring Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. <laughs> I almost feel like putting the episode out like this because it needs people need to understand this has never happened before. Right? Well, they'll blame it on us somehow. I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's the internet, but hey. <laughs> Oh, hey, dude, I didn't know about this. Dude, did did you know that, I mean, it happened uh, how many years ago? It came out three and a half years ago. But you know Orphan Black, the complete series is on Blu-ray, and it's only $43 on Amazon right now? Oh, wow. I did not know. And I'm buying it right now. Found it back in stock until June 3rd, so obviously everybody just found out about it and bought it. So by the time you hear this, it might not be on sale anymore. <laughs> or there might not be anymore. Yeah, they're not back in stock until June 5th. I can't believe you didn't bring up Honky Tonk Freeway, Corey. I did, but you didn't hear me because it broke up. <laughs> uh, I guess that's kind of it, right? <laughs> we should quit while we're ahead, so to speak. Yeah, I think so, man. <laughs> Perhaps we got everything out. I have no idea. <laughs> so if you want to follow me on Letterboxd, I'm at Corey underscore Culp. And if you want to support their show on Patreon, I promise you it's not this bad normally. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Jim Morrison <laughs> at Letterboxd. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Val Kilmer. That's Jim Morrison at Letterboxd. Oh, wait, it's Tom Cody 
at Letterboxd. Goody! <laughs>